Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today me and my co-host, Jaxie, are joined by Bunny Milo. So thanks for joining us today, Bunny. So we are really excited to talk to you. Um, you have one of those like really like gimmick kind of characters, you know, you, you know, you have like a bunny kind of, you know, gimmick kind of thing going on there. And it really stood out when I saw you on Instagram. So I was like, you know, I really, I, I like interviewing wrestlers who have like a very like character kind of gimmick or however you would, you know, word it. But um, yeah, so we're uh, yeah. really excited to have you on the show. So yeah, thanks for joining us today. My problem. So, uh, Jaxie, did you want to start off with the first question? Because I know we usually do the ladies first kind of theme. Oh, well, I, um, I will actually jump straight into it with my usual go-to question right now, which is, um, who inspires your gear? Who made your gear? Did you design it yourself? Do you make it yourself? Ah, I didn't make it myself. No. Uh, JJ Creations made my gear, but I did design it. Yeah. I had like, I think maybe what ten different designs, and that's that. And it came out kind of simple, that but your hair pieces as well. Yeah, so my hair piece, all my ears are very fluffy and very warm, and yet the ear bows are custom. I'm trying to think of the maker who made them for me. Ah, <laughs> oh, do they? Do it's they come so in different ways as well. Yeah, but so my gear was made by somebody. Though my ears were made by me, they grow straight out of my head. So, of course, but then of course, I can't really grow bows, but they're very cute. And I did make sure they match my gear. Yeah, oh, that's great. So now I got like kind of like a similar question. So, uh, you know, she had mentioned, you know, like where you got your gear and all that kind of stuff from. So what inspired the whole bunny gimmick? Like I have to assume that you're really big in the bunny rabbits, but I just want to hear from you. So I always really liked bunnies. I remember when I was younger, my mom, when I was a little kid, my mom had a pet bunny and I really liked that bunny. And as I grew up, I suddenly just realized, must have been when I joined school, that maybe you don't just like bunnies. Maybe you are actually just a bunny. And that's when my ears started to grow out my head. And then I realized that I had to pass on the bunny to more people. So I adopted two bunny kids <laughs> and, they, and they're amazing. Their names are Jess Jessica and Jasper and they're just basically the best thing in the world. And I thought when I start wrestling, why would I pretend to be a human when I'm a bunny? Like a human gimmick isn't very interesting. It, it, yeah, that makes sense. It's something that's different and it's something that stands out. One of the wrestlers that I interviewed about like a few weeks ago and her episode is actually coming up this week. Um, She does like the whole like alien kind of gimmick. Like she calls herself the alien Jesus. So I, I like when, you know, wrestlers are really creative and they actually like, you know, think outside the box. And instead of doing, like you said, like a human, like a typical like human kind of gimmick, you try to kind of make yourself more of like inhuman or something like this. I think that's really cool and neat. You don't yeah. see it that much. So I, I really like it. And I definitely make, feel like it makes you stand out a lot more. Yeah. Especially with ears. Everybody loves my ears. <laughs> I love them too. 
But also I found out that when I go to the ring, when I when I have my tail out, lots of little kids, they, they always try and like pull the tail. <laughs> like sometimes I'll come out after the show and I'll just be like sitting at the merch or like I'll be walking over somewhere and I'll just feel loads of little tugs on my tail. I'll look around there's like this little kid. <laughs> well, I hope no one ever stole it. <laughs> oh no, they can't steal it. It's um, um, so. Um, as in going on from the sort of inspiration of your character and everything, um, who, where do you train it? Who do you train with um, for, for wrestling? Mm. So I've trained at quite a lot of places. I started in 2017 and I took the beginner's course at, I think now it's called Knuckle Locks Gym, but when I went, it was the Projo, Progress Wrestling School. I was there for about a year and a half and then I got injured I had to have a six month break and then when I came back all of my friends had quit so <laughs> it wasn't very fun just wrestling by myself so I kind of moved to a couple other places you know kind of bounced around there was a phase where I kind of went I kind of just explored all the different schools I could like I'll go here one week here the other week and then I finally kind of settled at Burning Hearts after a few months and of course I made a bunch of friends there and I mean there weren't any other bunnies so of course there was perfect space for me and yeah I've just been there ever since really. Oh, nice. It's nice to know that you can kind of go and um get some experience from a multitude of different places but then really find yeah. one settles for you and which one works best for you because I'm sure that every wrestling school is is different in the way that they train in the way that they work with their wrestlers so it's good to know that you've really found a wrestling school that that works for you yeah also it's good because it's always good to work with as many different people as you can I mean working with someone that you really like is always really fun but at the same time you can improve a lot more the more people you work with you know, the more different techniques you learn, you learn different ways of doing the same thing. I think it just makes you a more experienced and well-rounded wrestler, the more places that you train. Yeah, because I know like every training school obviously has a different trainer. Every you know trainer has their own kind of style and the kind of knowledge they could pass on to you and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think the one part that's really interesting, you mentioned like kind of like one week here, one week there, because like I've always thought like when you sign up for a wrestling school, you have to pay like a certain amount and, and it's kind of like a program kind of thing that, you know, so I'm uh, kind of like a pay as you go kind of thing you were doing. Yeah, it kind of. It depends on the school you go to. When I first started at Knuckle Locks, I did pay up front and then do a program. So I think it was an eight week program and they just taught you all the basics of wrestling. So your roles, bumps, you learned like one very simple sequence, you learned rope running and some chain wrestling. And then at the end of the eight weeks, you would do an assessment. And if you passed the majority of the like, segments then you would basically be well you were in the school before but you'll be like officially in the school like you'll be able to start learning more advanced things and, and initiation to see whether or not yeah more but then after that it was basically a 10 pound a week kind of thing so you would you would just pay for the times when you went you would just turn up pay I know that 
some schools in the US do it slightly differently. I've heard of some schools they take like a big upfront payment and then that's just you, that you're just good. But I've never really seen that over here. It would be good, but I wouldn't have the money to pay for it all up front anyway. So I don't know why I'm excited about it. Yeah, like I know um, the um, promotion that we have here in Maryland, um, they have their own training thing. And I think it's like, mm. uh, I think you could pay up front, but I think you could also have the, uh, you know, the choice of like doing like a payment program. But I, I think that if you sign up, you have to pay the full amount at some point. I don't think you can just like say, I'm going to do a payment payment plan and do like half of it and then kind of get away from the second that I think you have to pay I'm yeah. 100% sure just pay a little bit and then you get trained and then you run <laughs> exactly yeah um I, I think that you still are obligated to like pay everything like you sign like a contract and stuff like that but yeah I've always been under the impression like you pay like this lump fee and then you have to you know go through it and do it and stuff like that versus mm-hmm. like a paper we got but I do like that but I, I understand why some promotions may not do it because, you know, they want to get that money. They don't want people to come pay for like a week and then dip out and stuff like that. Then yeah. They, so I mean, lots of people quit. Like, I think a lot of people think that almost every trainee that signs up and begins wrestling will debut. And that's like really, really not true. The majority of people in my beginners class, I think, we were a really big class. So there were about 30 of us. And I know three people, including me, that still wrestle. So I guess it's like if you had, if everyone pays up front, then the school is good for rent. Exactly. Because you know, yeah. the majority of people might not stay on for it. I guess that was the point of the beginners course. Have you um, trained at other uh, schools outside of the UK or is it only in the UK that you've trained? Uh, I've only I've only trained in the UK, but then I've only lived and never been in the UK. So <laughs> OK, I haven't really left here. It's a good climate for bunnies here, so I'm safe, but it will still be nice to go other places. I'm sure yeah, you will think- grow as a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Mm, like yeah. as you grow, more companies will reach out to you and stuff like that. Like as you like get your name out there more and stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, I I know a lot of wrestlers from here in the United States go to the UK and wrestle, but I haven't seen at least I know like the WWE May Young Classic they had like a, a a decent amount of like UK people and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I think like Tony Storm was from the UK. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you know names like that. What's, what's Aisha name? Raymond. What's her name? It begins with a K. She she was the NXT UK Women's. Oh, Kaylee Kaylee Ray or something like Kaylee that. Ray, that's it. Oh yeah, I Kaylee Ray. Had a mind blank then. Yeah, yeah, they have the, they have the NXT UK, so there's that opportunity yeah. as well. Yeah. We see them on actual like, NXT television and stuff like that. Mm. It's expensive though, isn't it? It's like. I guess for a lot of promoters to fly somebody, especially like US to UK must cost a lot of money because it's kind of far. Mm. So like if you don't have a big budget, it's probably too much money to like pay for somebody's hotel and then their flight and then their food and all of this. Uh, They'd have to draw lots and lots and lots of people to make it worth it for the promoter. So that's probably why it doesn't happen that much. 
Yeah, that's what that's what I always like thought of. Like when I see like wrestlers like go to the UK, for example, I'm thinking like, are they paying for the travel expenses out of their own pocket, or is the promoters paying them? Like, how does that work? Because I know like there are wrestlers here when they travel state to state. You know, you know, some promoters will pay the travel expense, and I don't know how much that. Yeah. Would be, but like when it comes to flying and going to a different country, that's mm-hmm. a lot more money. So it's like. Yeah. I, I know like WWE can afford it, but you know, like a regular like indie promotion, I don't know. Like it it just like you said, depends on how big they are and how much of a crowd they could draw. Yeah. Sell lots of merch and then it's good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you only have like 20 people there, if 20 people buy like five t-shirts each, then you're good. It's gonna be a hard sell, but it's a hard job. So do you have your own t-shirts that you sell? I did, I'm kind of, I'm working on another design, but I also thought that I need to start working on it again, basically, because I put stuff on hold because of COVID, because not many people, you know, everyone was kind of tight on money. And I was like, I didn't really want to shove a t-shirt in people's faces, being like, hey, buy this, when people were like, need to pay their rent and stuff, you know? Yeah. I thought maybe it would be a bit insensitive. So now lockdown is over and I think, Hopefully we're on the way up. Stuff like that is going to be coming really soon. I will definitely have to keep an eye on your social media page then too. <laughs> exactly. And we'll make sure we'll share it as well to the, you know, help. Oh, you. Thank so, you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so now my, uh, my next question for you is um, I see you've been, you know, you stream on Twitch and all. So tell me a little bit about mm. some of the games you stream and like how long you've been doing that. Oh, well, my current Twitch channel maybe like a year and a half I've been streaming on it mostly we play Pokemon because I just really really like Pokemon (laughs) I have a big collection of Pokemon games and I have all the retro ones I I know the most about it so we do lots of challenge runs on Pokemon we're also working on we did some Among Us you know we do some just chatting um a lot of the time when it comes to multiplayer games, it's kind of just the viewer's choice. So I'll put out a poll and be like, hey, what does everyone want to play? And then whatever gets voted the highest, we go and do that. So, you know, there's something for everyone. Everyone can have fun. And sometimes my bunnies come on stream as well. And you can't really not like them. Even if you don't like me, you can't not like them. So <laughs> that that alone is a reason to come. <laughs> Yeah, I did see that you were that you had some Pokemon. Um, like you had like your I think your most recent stream was Pokemon. Maybe when I looked at your yeah. Twitch channel, um, I just like I never got into like the newer generations of Pokemon. Like I still stick with like the original ver, you know, oh, generation. Yeah. But I do still to this day. I have the um Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Red, and I played every now and then on the Game Boy Color. It, it's Ooh. still to this day is still fun. Yeah, like and I have Pokemon yes. Blue and Pokemon Red. Um. I definitely dabble in Pokemon Go, but I don't have any actual console Pokemon games anymore. Ah, right. Yeah, Yeah, another generation isn't this. I like it, but not as much Mm. as the older one. Such a wide variety of games now, though, that um, it's easy to be able to dabble into a bit of everything, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many different games now. But as long as there's a bunny Pokemon in it, then it's good. Mm-hmm. Like the newest, the newest games that came out 
it must have been like a couple of years ago now but I was thinking of not getting them but then I realized they added a new fire rabbit Pokemon and then I bought it so oh and how was the game yeah. doing it it just <laughs> anything that has a bunny on I pretty much just buy it but yeah now it's like my favorite Pokemon so worth it <laughs> I don't know how it is in like the UK, but because of the fact that it's like the 20, 25 year anniversary of Pokemon, like there's like a huge like Pokemon craze here in the United States. Is that like, is it like that in the UK uh, where people are like buying up the cards and lining I up? Think, I think there would be more of a craze if, you know, things weren't still up and down when it comes to sort of the pandemic yeah. and, and what, what we're allowed to do. Um, they probably would make some sort of big deal about it in central London. But um, I mean, I think relatively it's been kind of quiet when it comes to that. I mean, I think if anything, a bigger pop for the UK has been the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil than it has had like a bigger yeah, pop. Yeah, that's true. Like in terms of just sort of promotion and stuff, I've seen more promotion mm. towards Resident Evil more so than, than Pokemon. Um, I didn't even I, know I'm that. I'm thinking it probably would have had like something bigger in, in central London if we were just like under normal circumstances. Well, hopefully. I mean, every, I feel like everywhere has a Pokemon Center but London. Yeah. Like, I want, I want, I want, I want the Pokemon Center. <laughs> we've got, we've got like a Harry Potter store now in Charing Cross. So I'm sure we'll get a Pokemon one soon. It took ages to get that. And we had the studios way before the Harry Potter store came out. So hopefully oh, yeah. we can get some sort of Pokemon uh, shop. Shout out to Pokemon if you're listening. <laughs> yes, please, please make it. I'll spend all my money there. <laughs> I'll work there for free in exchange well, for Pikachu dolls. Back into sort of wrestle talk. Um, I think my um, next question for you is: Do you have like a finishing move? And if that finish, what what's that finishing move called? If you've got one, is it a creative? Uh, move? So I use a move called down the rabbit hole, and it is a code breaker basically. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I have bunnies are really strong creative down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I knew when you asked that I knew it was gonna have some kind of rabbit theme kind of name. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was re- very curious to know what that was. <laughs> yeah, so, bunnies don't have very strong arms, but we have really strong legs, so you have to make the most of that. Mm. So what is the technical name for, because I know everyone knows it as the code breaker because Chris Jericho made it, yeah. but doesn't it have like an actual like na- legit yeah. name? So I think it's a double knee face buster. Oh, okay. It's, it's so like, I that most people go, eh? Like a code breaker and they go, ah! Okay on, on, on the words, isn't it? It's a bit of a mouthful. Hmm. <laughs> I just think it's funny when like you like how like or creative how it is like when people just add like their own little spice to like a move or something like that or they'll do like a mm. little they'll, they'll do something kind of different like I know when John Cena was doing the top the spring something stunner or whatever he would jump on the ring and kind of like do the stone cold stunner kind of thing I forgot oh, what yeah. he, kind of, he put his own little spice to it but I thought that was pretty neat yeah mm. well actually funny you said something quite interesting which um is another question i have kind of written down here so i'm just going to add on to that which is um from watching some of your previous stuff um you seem to be quite a good wrestler when it comes to using your legs you use your legs quite a lot obviously because you are a bunny and yeah. as you said uh, your legs are quite strong so i mean 
have have you taken inspiration from any specific wrestler when it comes to sort of like um their their techniques with that with like leg movements um i'd say a lot from like joshi wrestling so yeah. the first match i ever watched actually the Shirai match oh, so nice. i took a lot of inspiration from stardom and momo watanabe and tanakano and people like that like very heavy strikers with really good kicks kicks that look really painful but also look really good <laughs> I, I say Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley are very good with those type of impact oh yes uh, kicks definitely and Oscar as well She's I was about to say oh, I already believe Oscar I noticed that's kind of like the Japan kind of style. Like they're really big on striking and kicking and stuff like that. Like, you know, I guess yeah. we got our first taste of it, like in WWE with Asuka, and then you were seeing more of it. And it's, I, I've been wanting to dip into stardom for a minute. Now. Mizunami in AEW, she does a lot of like hand strikes and they, they, they come across looking really painful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sometimes I feel really bad when Rhea Ripley wears, doesn't wear kick pads. I'm like, oh, that's going to really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I saw on NXT, didn't like they just debut another a new Japan wrestler on Tuesday? Or I haven't actually caught up. Sorry. I, I haven't actually, yeah, I think that's her name. And I knew that she was debuting this week. But you know what? I still haven't actually, um, like my timeline still hasn't caught up with the fact that NXT has moved to Tuesdays. So I'm, um, yeah, I am definitely behind today, but I will catch up on watching it later tonight. So. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to actually seeing her debut. Uh, did you get a chance to see it, JT? No, I did not. Um, I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. Um, typically, I would do it on Fridays, but Friday is going to be really busy for me. But I'm going to try to get in on Saturday. I really want to see that. Typically, like either on Friday or Saturday, I'll watch NXT and then AEW on demand and just to catch up on everything. Um, well, you guys too much wrestling for me can't watch all of it it's like I go through phases where like basically I never watch anything live everything is mostly on demand I'll get through my week and then while I'm like doing coursework or something I'll have it on in the background so I can catch up on everything because there's just so much I want to watch and I have to watch it before social media ruins it for me yeah I know I, I know I'm exactly the same with that especially both of us being here in the UK the the time is ridiculous trying to stay up to watch it um and expect to actually get up early in the morning so i definitely can understand having to kind of play catch up constantly all week Mm. it's a a constant struggle but i'll never complain about wrestling but you can never have too much wrestling (laughs) you can never have too much it's just it's just it's so overwhelming sometimes when you want to watch it all because for me i thought at first like you know i'm just gonna watch wwe maybe aw every now and then and then i kept hearing all the noise and all the you know everyone hyping the aw up so i kind of started watching a little more and like you know, this is actually pretty good but i'm like shit now i got something that now another thing to keep up with wwe is hard enough they got, a, they got so much going on and then you got aw then i got into impact and i was like oh wow like i'm really in for it now like oh no (laughs) but it's good it's like i like for me like on saturdays that's my like lazy day so i usually put everything on tv and i lay on the couch and just kind of relax be on my phone look at the tv and that's Uh, that's something i really look forward to i feel like most people have what they watch most of wrestling like wrestling fans they'll watch 
most of the main promotions but everyone has like that promotion that they're especially invested in mm-hmm. and that they like won't miss for anything yeah it's probably why everyone fights on twitter all the time all the time <laughs> i i don't know why um but for me it's i feel like it'll always be wwe just because that's where i grew, I grew up watching it and i feel mm. i can't give it up like uh, you know, even though I, I I will say like you know you know sometimes Dynamite you know their episode might be better than like SmackDown or whatever, but it's just like I'm I'm so invested like I can't I, I will never give up on like WWE because it just it just wouldn't feel right you know like it just yeah when you when you've been doing something your whole life it's just like you just can't just like 100 get rid of it like you just can't say bye bye. I gave up Pokemon. You can't. <laughs> See, I kind of gave up Pokemon for a little while, and then I feel like Pokemon Go kind of revived everything. Like, I, I thought the whole idea mm. of just, like, going out and playing, like, a game. Like, because I think that was the first time we've ever seen, like, a game like that on our phone where you have to travel around oh, yeah. and play it and stuff like that. So I thought that was neat. I got I definitely got a tan, you know, and good exercise. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who, I mean, who's kind of, like, an inspiration when it comes to sort of the, the wrestling business for you? Hmm. There are so many people who are so cool. <laughs> I've always said that my favourite wrestler is Tam Nakano, just because I wouldn't say well, we're, we're kind of similar in the sense that we're both really, really cute. Mm-hmm. And we both always have really, really pretty outfits. But her kicks are better than mine. Not for long, but for now they are. <laughs> for now. is <laughs> also really good. Even though she's younger than me, and I know she would kick my butt, I still really want to have a match with her. <laughs> Even though walking in is basically death. She's just... It's just... Like this all the time. And it just looks so... Everything she does just looks so smooth and effortless. That it's just got this... I have no air of cool ivory. <laughs> cool sauce. <laughs> I think you did that on the last recording that we did as well. She wants more food and she was meowing before. I heard that. I thought she was like outside the room, like trying to get in or something like that. Oh no. She doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want to stay. She wants me to leave. So I will go and feed her third dinner. Oh. <laughs> So uh, speaking, of, speaking of like, you know, you mentioned dinner. Um, This is actually like a new question I've been liking to ask, you know, asking wrestlers and stuff like that. I think it's like one of those fun questions. So wrestlers, I know I understand that you all have to keep in shape and, you know, you all eat extremely healthy, but we all have that like cheat meal. So what would be your favorite cheat meal? Uh, ice cream and jelly. Ice cream and jelly. You mix the jelly with yeah. the ice cream. Uh, no, it, you it, take a little spoonful. You fill up half the spoon with the ice cream, then you put the other half with the jelly, and then you put it in your mouth. I've never heard of that before. Is that like a UK thing, or is that just like a thing? Jelly and ice cream is quite. Um, it's yeah. just strategy. I'd say it's a UK thing. Um, I've never heard of that. I feel like I need to try that now. But I mean, again, you it's really good. Americans refer to jelly as jam what what we call jam so you guys have like peanut butter and jelly uh whereas what what we consider jelly is different it's like a harder substance it's not the spread it's like a dessert yeah Um, 
look it up look up english jelly like just put jelly and then yeah. you'll see what we mean because it's like really hard to i think explain. usually it's like i'm vegetarian but usually it what used to be like a lot of gelatine yeah you know and it, you tap it and it goes like this i'm sure that you can make it as well um yeah jelly you buy packets of it and then i think you just boil some hot water and then you kind of like pour it all together mm. and you just wait for it to solidify and then it's just kind of wobbly like a wobbly jelly that's <laughs> 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 way to describe it i don't really know how else. i would have looked that up because I, yeah but I, I do like for some reason now i just want to like when i go upstairs to make dinner i'm gonna put like jelly on the spoon and then put some ice i i got the lucky charms ice cream and i'm gonna mix oh, nice. it together, oh. so like, yeah you guys I, I it's really weird that you guys have like a peanut butter and jelly but it's just basically in the uk it would be peanut butter and jam put together mm. so like, it's not jelly um but you guys call it jelly <laughs> yeah it's weird because like you know every area has like their way of calling things like here in the united states like some places call like soda soda and some places call like pop like depending on like i think like in the oh, south they call it pop. Soda or pop here what do you call it fizzy drink yeah, fizzy drink because it's fizzy no, and it's drink. Fun name you know coca-cola fanta mm. pepper fruit first fanta you know um so we don't actually just say oh I'll get a bottle of pop because that could be anything that could be any of the fizzy drinks that are on the shop you have to be very much more specific here in the uk when it comes yeah. to like, if you're saying to your friend to get you a drink from the shop like Give me yeah, an orange fizzy. Go, you know, we're not not get me a bottle of fizzy because we don't know what they'll come back with. Could be any water for all we know. Exactly. I think that's funny. I never knew about that. Like I've always looked at it as like soda or pop or something. It's called soda pop. Like it's just, you know. Yeah. I, I was calling it pop for a little bit when I interviewed um Holiday on my show back in October. She had I forgot how the conversation came up. We she was telling me how in their area they call it pop. And it just became like a whole conversation. And then I started calling it pop for a little bit. My wife's like, it's not pop, it's soda, stop it. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like British and Americans could probably like have that type of conversation all day. Just kind of different mm. what we kind of use for, for terminology compared to you guys. <laughs> exactly. Like when the one wrestler mentioned like she was potatoed and I had no idea what it meant. I think we talked about that on, I think it was the last interview. Uh yeah what yeah. does potato mean <laughs> i don't know why i didn't even ask when she had mentioned it. i think she was in the middle of the story still and i just forgot but i was like yeah thinking like potato like what does that mean you know well i mean and with regards to um kind of going back into wrestle talk um i've got a really good question what have you have you ever had like a feud with someone and who has that been with if you've had a couple do you have a favorite feud that you've worked with or worked on? So in Burning Hearts, I'm part of a faction called the Wild Heart Rebels. And every show, it's kind of us versus the Hellfire Furies. So I guess that's kind of, you know, our, our kind of little rivalry. Every main event, apart from one, is basically a multi-man tag match between us. And I've been in all of those, so it's it's intense and they're really cool but they don't really seem to like us very much so yeah i saw on youtube you had a match versus hellcat and she her yeah. like, style looked like the bat the cat woman from um the old batman movie just like the leather suit and everything like that hmm. 
Yeah. Personally, I think I'm cuter, but I don't think she wants to be very cute. Yeah, she didn't. Like, she looked very vicious. It looks like we just lost Jaxie, but that, I think she might have had yeah. an issue. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it, like, froze on your end, too, but... It kind of it kind of froze on my end, and then, yeah, it just ran away. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to jump back in or not. Let me see. She just actually texted me. Her internet just cut out. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think... I don't know if she's going to be able to come back. But, um, yeah, so I... Well, I'll wrap this up because I had one more question for you. So, um, oh, no. she's coming back in. Jaxie. I have no idea what happened. I'm so sorry. My internet just sort of like dropped in and then just jumped me back in. Sorry. Oh, no, you should my internet that does that. <laughs> yeah, you like froze for like five seconds and then I'm like, oh, mm. I didn't know if it was on my end or not, but then you just kind of like cleared yeah. it out. That's never happened on my end before, so I'm sorry about that. I know that's fine. It, it adds felt like a little spice to the recording, like something new happened. But at least you came sure back. You've got a really nice green grab on my face as well, just paused up. So, so I was just in the middle. Um, I'm. I was asking her my final question about like her. Um, because this is something I usually ask every recording. What is your WrestleMania dream match if you could have a match against anyone at WrestleMania who would you pick and would you pick like a stipulation or anything for it uh, I feel like I would like I actually quite love to do a tag match because I feel like I have more people that I'd love to tag with than people that I'd like to face who, who's your like I'd love tag partner at this point yeah if Kyrie Sane hadn't have retired, I would love to tag with her. I really would love to have Kyrie Sane back in in wrestling for sure. Any type of wrestling, um, even if it was the elbow was like the coolest thing ever. Mm. Yeah, she really stood out, especially um in the Royal Rumble. I think she made quite, mm. quite an impact um in when she first appeared in the first Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, her and Oscar made a really good impact. I think. The Kabuki Wars. I, I forgot all about them until you just they mentioned really a lot in that. Oh, world. no. You can't forget. I, it, it's been so, I feel like it's been like a year now since they, since Kyrie Sane left or something like that. But I was, I was such a big fan of that. Like, I, it, it was where I never saw Kyrie Sane as a heel because she was such a, like, a cute little pirate. And then when she, like, yeah, she was awesome. it, it was awesome. <laughs> when, when, both of them turned heel against Paige for some reason I just still was behind them but I think that's because ever since I first saw Oscar for me I, I'm Oscar's number one fan in my opinion um, uh, I think I think yeah I, I'm a little bit biased when it comes to anything Oscar <laughs> it's like when you have a wrestler that's your favorite and then it's like they could do anything and it would be cool and they could sit in the middle of the ring and eat cakes and you'd be just like ah yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they cool. and they could sit in there and drink fizzies and 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 still look cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, for my last question, I I guess I'll kind of go on with uh, the theme of like, what is your dream and what's your dream promotion to to work for? You know, sort of long term in in the future. If I can, if I had the choice of anywhere, I would think I'd pick either Stardom or Tokyo Joshi Pro yeah because both of them I feel like those two kind of inspired me the most in terms of wanting to wrestle and move sets and move set wise 
I, that was kind of my first, I guess, introduction to wrestling because I didn't really watch it growing up. I think most wrestlers kind of do, but my mum wasn't keen on wrestling because she didn't want me to copy what they did, which mm -hmm. I kind of ended up doing anyway. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I kind of got into it while I was, well, like 15, 16. You know when everyone was like, oh, it's fake and it's for babies when they say this one. Oh yes, this is what I heard. Everyone I mean, made fun of me. I'm, I'm the person no, that gets so very funny. defensive when people say that. That, that. You know, they'll always ask, "Is wrestling fake?" And it's like, you know, t t honestly, the moves cannot be faked. So yes, there's mm -hmm. an entertainment aspect to it, but those moves can't be faked. And when those it, problems actually do occur, then that's when you actually get to see that. But because you're not a wrestling fan, you're going <laughs> to presume it's it's all yeah. Fake. But you can't fake those moves, you can't fake those injuries. So, you know, yeah, to an extent, I say yes, when it comes to the entertainment factor, you know, script-wise, yes. Those moves, you know, any at any time one of them could go wrong. Um, so, you know, when when people do, I do get the pets when people just kind of claim it's all fake. You know, I'll tell them, go watch Seth Rollins break his leg Seth Rollins need John Cena in the nose go and watch either of those two and then you tell me it's all fake so yeah well, just remembering the Seth Rollins thing is like uh. um, yes I really hope uh, that. I forgot about that, that now I have that image in the back of my head ever, yeah, no, that, that, that we were just thinking about it I know it's all a cringe moment <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up the horrible no, yeah. I cringed more at that than I did the John, John Cena's nose. Yeah, I think it was on the opposite side of his face. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally rearranged his face, like, or or even Cesaro's teeth. Oh, <sighs> that moment when he did that on the post, and uh, oh my gosh, how he still wrestled the whole entire match, and he he, he was the one to take the uh, to pin as well. Yeah. He, he, a talented wrestler I'm so uh, glad he's getting a push like some wrestlers take bumps and I kind of think like, how are you still alive you know when yeah. they take like a, you know when it's a back bump but it ends up being like a neck bump mm. and you just look at it and you're like Ugh. I just yeah. thought Daniel Bryan are both perfect examples yeah well, the one thing that I always think of is like shame at me, like jumping off hell in a cell, like against the Undertaker. Oh, like, how do you do something like that? And let's not give him any more attention on this show. I think it's the adrenaline of like yeah. the crowd and everybody's there. They're just like, you know, you just go and do it. Yeah. It's a bit like how you don't really feel like your body doesn't really ache after a match until you've kind of like calmed down from everything. Mm. and then yeah, you realize how much it hurts when you get home and like the next day yeah <laughs> it's kind of like that you know when people say wrestling is fake I'm kind of just like well you know it's like the question that everyone who doesn't really watch wrestling asks you they're mm. like oh it must be fake so I'm just you're missing out then like and I, I kind of don't really that. care anymore I also kind of feel like it's just that's when you can tell who uh, where it when a person is closed-minded because you've also got to remember wrestling is a job just like if you're a footballer that's a job 
If you're an yeah. athlete, that's a job. You're all putting on a performance. You know, basketballers are performing for us, the fans, to watch. It's no different, but just because they don't hit yeah. as hard as UFC and they're different from that, or, or MMA, you know, any of those sort of mixed martial arts, because they're not, you know, going the full 100% for some reason, like that's looked down upon more. And I just think that that's the wrong mindset to have. You're more closed off if you think like that, because at, at the end of the day, you've got to get more creative with storylines. You've got to work harder on your own personality, your own self to actually win the charm of people not just in live events but people that are watching you all over the world you know they a lot of people I think this was um I'm going on a rant now I'm sorry but this was kind of how I felt when I went to university and I was studying acting and a lot of the you know the business studies type students would like make snide remarks like oh all you guys have to do is act or perform no we have to be the ones that actually create the plays we actually have to be the ones that stay up all night rehearsing we're the ones that are creating the set we're the ones that are creating the the costumes the the music score you know all these things ah, and you made that we're doing like dissertations and that on top so we're doing written work on top of you know rehearsals and everything like that so sometimes <clears throat> people are just so close-minded and they're not looking at the bigger picture not only is it a job but it's also one that you're taking big risks in already as well as trying to put on a performance and entertain people so yeah. just close-minded people whenever I think that they just look down on on wrestling shame on you <laughs> yeah. they're missing out on so much though they are um I think is a wonderful way of creativity wrestling and it's something that really just sparked my creative mind as well I I am one of those people that grew up uh, watching wrestling and that was predominantly thanks to my dad and you know I, I think that if I hadn't watched it back then I don't know whether or not I'd be as creative as I am as a person now um so yeah yeah but yeah I think part of the whole like thing too is a lot of people like they they look at it at as you know something like they enjoy when they were younger and I feel like if you grew up in the 90s you know once when you kind of got older I feel like John Cena being the face of the company and, you know, him wearing all the colorful stuff. And you know, we all know he's really popular with the young kids. I think people kind of got yeah. the impression that it's like, it's, it's a promotion that's for kids and stuff like that. Cause oh, it I mean, did John get Cena very kid friendly. Like that whole like young thug sort of vibe. And that was in like the early two thousands. And I think that that's what really did draw in a, a majority of the younger audience because of the fact that that era in that time, sounds really like we're talking ancient ago but not really <laughs> but in that time and young kids growing up all did kind of find the young thugs and look um quite you know the in thing you know the rapping and everything like that as well you know it was really taking off and John Cena was sort of like that spokesperson was, that was kind of representing different aspects uh that really young kids in the in the early 2000s were were really kind of like looking out for so he did become kind of a idol in that sense as well um i feel like uh, he gets a lot of comparison to the rock and that is because me growing up in the 90s that was kind of like the rock was my john cena like he was the one that i found was the coolest guy on earth you know he's the one that my, my dad used to mimic and quote all the time and i used to find it so cool you know so yeah i still mimic and quote him to this day like i, know, I do too, I do too. <laughs> And Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I, yes. 
Yeah. I, I miss him. Like I, I just miss the nineties, you know, wrestling in general. Like that was the best time. Like mm-hmm. we'll never see an era like it. Cause you know, we live in a much more like sensitive era where like you cannot do that kind of stuff that they used to do, but it was just so fun. I loved how like edgy they were. They just did stuff and they just did not care. Like I just, I just miss it so much. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, um, that, that's, you know, all the questions that I had, did you have any more Jaxie? Um, I don't actually know. That was all for me. All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, Bunny Mallow. So thank you so much for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. It was definitely really fun having you part of the show today. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of seeing your progress and seeing what's what's in store for you next. Ah, hopefully lots and lots of cool things. Mm. I mean, things. I guess in the UK are still working towards being back to normal mm. like we have shows that have been announced for late july august yeah. um if things keep on going like this hopefully they're gonna go ahead and then we can have our like summer season of wrestling that'd be great keep and then I, I wrestle lots. with um everything that you sort of um look to get booked into it'll be great to actually see you yeah i'm hoping i'll be able to wrestle lots Maybe I don't even win like a championship. I can bring it home because my bunny kids really like shiny things. Aww, so if it's something reflects against the light, they like staring at it. <laughs> so I can get them a new shiny thing. I'm sure they'll love to have like a shiny new mm. accessory to take a selfie with. Oh yeah. <laughs> Put it on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll keep mm. an eye out for that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And did you want to share your social media so all the listeners know where to find you? Okay, yeah. All my social media is at Bunny Mallow Love. So that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Everything's over there. All right. You heard it, y'all. Make sure you follow Bunny Mallow on everything. You know, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I will put all the links to all those, um, you know, platforms on the bio. And also make sure you give us a sub on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you so much again for joining us today on No Face Wrestling Bunny. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.